Hi, everyone. My name is Kennedy Tippins. Welcome back to my podcast, Rooted. Um, I'm, as always, super excited to have y'all here today. I am just laying here in my bed right now um, while recording this. And I know that this might be hard for y'all to believe. Let me list for y'all the things that are sitting here in front of me. I have my Bible open with the stuff marked, my laptop, my microphones in my hand. I have a bag of gummy sharks that I have been munching on. I have my iPad because I just built a website uh, for my friend and I had to get that done so that I could think about other things. Like, do you ever have one thing that you like have to get done before anything else that isn't really super important, but like your just brain is there? My blue light glasses are next to me. My Enneagram 3 Achiever book, whatever, is next to me and my phone is open. I'm laying in my bed and I have created an office space for myself. Anyways, so this week I didn't really have a topic. I know that I said I might have a topic, but I kind of backtracked a little bit because the... uh, topics that I mentioned might be released today, I felt like I wasn't prepared enough to speak on those subjects. I didn't have enough info on it. So I'm going to take a little longer. And I was thinking, I was like, well, I need a topic for this week. And I realized that I've been doing a lot of things this week. And uh, I want to talk about one, two verses, Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. I'm going to read them. And this is hopefully just going to be a super quick bit of encouragement. I've been really into the encouragement lately. I think that's because I have just been very encouraged lately by my life, by the people in my life. And I've just been wanting to share that. And the Bible is like a hub for encouragement. I feel like even in some of the hard chapters and books, but I'm going to read it for you. It says here, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that master you are serving is Christ. Now, I know that in my everyday life, I have heard things said like, in everything you do, do it as if you were doing it for the Lord because you really are. And... Here, I'm going to move my little stuff over for just a second. But I feel like we don't talk about what that actually means in our everyday life. So let me think of an example. I have a woman in my life who means so much to me. She is an accountability partner. She is a prayer partner. Just every um, every time I call her or she calls me, I answer the phone or she answers the phone. And every time I start off, I go, how's my favorite Proverbs 31 woman? Because that's quite literally what she is. Everything she does is so pleasing to the Lord. And you see it in her everyday life. Like it reflects, like her whole life reflects the goodness of the Lord. I'm not saying that she didn't have hard things. I'm not saying like she has a crazy testimony and she still deals with stuff. And I don't want to put her on a pedestal but she is who I look at as an inspiration whenever I think do well into the Lord. She um, 
helps with the basketball teams and she's such an encouragement she always tries to get me to go work out with her and um she whenever I tell her about things she'll go well is this pleasing to the Lord and are these decisions you're making like yeah they might not be bad like you might not be out like doing drugs and getting drunk every night but are they benefiting your relationship with the Lord because quite frankly as Christians if it is not pleasing to the Lord we should have nothing to do with it Notice that phrasing there. I didn't say we shouldn't want to have nothing to do with it. Like, notice how uh, it's so hard because temptation is there and we're always going to want to do things that are not good for us. But that's not the point, okay? We're not getting punished for wanting to do things. We're, we kind of have consequences, not punishments. We have consequences for falling into the the temptation. It's the lack of self-control in that aspect. And so think about if you have something you're really struggling with, you're like, you know, this isn't bad for me, but like, I'm not sure if it's biblical. I'm not sure. Is it pleasing to the Lord? is my first question I'm going to ask you. Uh, Let me give an example. I had a, um, I've had a few different topics about the subject of uh, marijuana use and um, like nicotine. Like, I don't think it's bad if you use it right or like medically if you use it and what I've heard all the arguments in the world. I've also heard that some people are like, you cannot can't be a Christian and smoke weed. You can't run it up. This is going to be a topic for another time. But my question every time to the friends in my life that say that, I say, is it pleasing to the Lord? Does this help you get closer to the Lord? And the answer is every single time been no. But um, when my friends challenged me on that, they were like, okay, well, let's say that like, Let's say it wasn't displeasing. Like, what would you say to that, Kennedy? And I would say, what's the point? What, like, you can say medical reasons. You can say recreational fun. You can say whatever. What is the point of participating in a, uh, what's the point of participating in a activity that is only going to bring you temporary pleasure, eternal kind of despair-like type stuff, and then not getting you closer to the Lord. Like, what is the point? I don't understand, like, the draw to that. I also want to uh, make everyone aware, if you're not sure if it's pleasing in the Lord, Take a look at the uh, groups of people that participate in said activity. So we'll use alcohol as an example. Okay. Is alcohol pleasing to the Lord? Is it Jesus turned water into wine? There's so many arguments. I've heard, I've heard it all. So many arguments. And bottom line is take a look at the partiers. 
take a look at the ones that go get drunk every weekend. Take a look at all the alcoholics. Does their life, does their lives, do their lives, I promise I'll have the right vocabulary and grammar eventually, do their lives reflect the Lord? Do you pull up Instagram and you see your friend taking shots in their bikini or shirtless or whatever, and you see them partying and uh, at a club and dancing prerogatively, provocatively, provocatively, there it is. I'm not going to try it again. Um, You see them dancing like that. Do you look at those people and you say, hmm, I just love their heart for the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that that gives you a right to have judgment on, like, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that Christians are held to a higher standard. So therefore, let's say that you love the Lord and you think, oh, like, I have this amazing relationship with God. And uh, like I said, my relationship with God is personal, not private, and go on and on and on. But you're posting in uh, revealing clothing and you're posting yourself drinking and getting drunk and blah, blah blah and you might have all these excuses in your head but what I'm trying to explain to you is that there's not a uh, gray area between eternal life and that's that's what is slippery about the situation. It's black or white. It's one or the other. It's goodness versus evil. There is no, like I just said, there is no gray area when it comes to eternal life. Like there's not um, gonna be a conversation had that was like, you know what? You prayed the morning before you went out to the bar that night and got drunk and like, Like, I just encourage y'all to pray that the Lord shifts your heart. If you're struggling with doing things that are not pleasing to the Lord, like, pray that prayer about self-control. Pray that prayer about temptation. Pray that prayer. Like, I was talking with one of my friends at camp, and we were talking about influence. And... um. If you uh, have friends that are big partiers and stuff, and you might have a little bit of influence on them whenever they uh, like go out drinking and stuff, like maybe when you're there, they don't go home with a random guy. And maybe when you're there, you're able to persuade them to be better. But this is where things get a little interesting. This is what I asked her. Do you really have an influence on those type of friends when they're just going to act bad the second that you leave? So what is the point of subjecting yourself to temptation and letting your friends kind of drag you down if you don't have enough influence on them for them to uh, be persuaded to you know, make good decisions when you're not there. And I literally looked at her and I was like, I'm going to tell you something that really you might kill me 
Um, but I told her, I was like, I would rather give you harsh, true advice than to candy coat the truth and to not hurt your feelings. And she's like, okay, I'm ready. And I looked at her and I said, you are not Jesus. You are not Jesus. You cannot save all your friends. You cannot save, like, you are not the Lord, okay? You are going to be subjected. You're subjecting yourself to temptation. And you are realizing that when you subject yourself to that much temptation, you have no self-control or a very little bit of self-control in this aspect. And that is a slippery slope because when you fall, like there is no gray area to eternal life. And that right there is enough for you to say, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to see it. I don't want to be in it. If it is not pleasing to the Lord, I have no place there. You realize that we're supposed to be set apart. Us as Christians, we're called to better things. We're called to say, you know what? No, I would not like to go party. And I might feel like I'm missing out for a little bit, but getting drunk and partying and smoking weed and being a sex addict, being a porn addict, being whatever, those things are not going to fulfill you. Having an addiction of any form, it can be an addiction to lying. It can be an addiction to nicotine, to tobacco. Like I could list a million addiction. Anything in this world can be an addiction because addiction is such a drug in itself that literally I'll have people like tell me things that they're obsessed with that are the most random things. And I'm like, is this an addiction? Like, like, uh, the woman I was talking about at the beginning, I remember her telling me, Kennedy, I think that I, um, I, she said the something about like her having an addiction to basketball. Like she was worried that she was putting basketball over the Lord because it had more of her time. And it made me think like literally anything can be distracting to us. But to circle back um, to the previous discussion is that I want y'all to take a step back. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to evaluate my life. And I'm going to say that we need to be very aware of uh, the things that we're doing in our life that are not pleasing to the Lord. And if you're really feeling bold, which sometimes I feel bold and sometimes I don't, you can pray the dangerous prayer and say, you know what, Lord, if it's not of you, remove it from my life. Don't pray that prayer carelessly, okay? And hear me when I say this. I want everyone to pray that prayer because it is a good prayer and I promise it will be okay in the end. But um, we don't have time to mess around, guys. Like... I'm being so serious. I know that that is really just a a deep thing to say right there. But don't waste time falling into temptation. It's so not worth it. It's not worth it. Waste of time. Unfulfilling. 
pushes you farther from God, creates unnecessary distance in that relationship. And it's not in any way, shape, or form God's fault. But something about the enemy is he can use shame in so many ways. So many. Do good unto the Lord. That Colossians verse, Colossians 3, I believe it was 23 and 24, maybe 24 and 25. But do everything to please the Lord. And if it's not pleasing with the Lord, remove it. You don't have time for that. You're called to do better things and be better. So be better. I said one time, I don't remember if I've said this on on here or not, but I told uh, my friend one time, we have the weight of the world on our shoulders with the expectation that we cannot uphold it and that we need help because that's the whole point of Jesus. That's the whole point of a savior is that we are personally responsible for your neighbor and for just everyone telling everyone about Jesus, but we are expected to fail, you know, and if we didn't fail, then we would be Jesus, you know, and we're not. That's what I have for y'all. Um, I really hope you all enjoyed this episode. I am hoping to get the dreaming episode out next week, but I'm not sure. Uh, I have a few other ones that might make it there, but I want y'all to get excited for the dreaming episode. I love you all so deeply. Um, yeah, I guess I'll see y'all here same time next week. Bye, everyone.